I mean, we're alive finally. Um, are we really alive, man? Um, Ever since the moment you're born, you've been dying. You've already dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as soon as you're born, it's all downhill from here, man. Downhill from here. <laughs> I should probably start mm-hmm. recording after the sip. Okay, so just real quick, Beth, I kind of <laughs> wanted to bring this up to you because you've mentioned this before, but I was thinking about if you're, you're you're okay with it and, you know, we got time to talk about it and stuff, um, but if you'd like to, like, maybe talk to your your grandpa, I want to do, like, a full-length documentary of him. If he's, you know, if he's okay being kind of the, he'd be the center of attention, but it'd be like, you know, we wouldn't have, like, five stageheads. It'd be, like, just you and me kind of, um, it'd be more of the back end as far as, like, distribution or whatever because I have... Um, let me give you my full pitch before you like, yeah, he said he's never doing something like that. But just because, you know, I want to rant anyway. But yeah. I have, um, I talk to him all the time, but um, I don't know why it sounded like menacing. I'm pointing like, my, <laughs> yeah, my pen at you. Pointing that pen at me. Yeah, like, <laughs> Beth, you cannot, you cannot refuse. That This is an offer that you're not allowed to refuse. No, but, but so there's a, um, he's a veteran. He, he was in the Navy. He, he's a real cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a counselor for, or he was my counselor at Fresno City College and he's since retired and, you know, he, but he, he advocated for veterans rights so much. And then it, it, it just kind of snowballed because that's how my brain works. But the veteran center in downtown that nobody knows about, there's like free entrance and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, and I've been wanting to check it out for years, but I always thought it'd be a cool way for your grandpa's, you know, he's been in two world wars to make like a full Not of, world wars, just wars. Or wars, two wars, you know, um, Vietnam war. and the Korean war. Yeah, see, the Korean War is, as little as I know of the Vietnam War, I know even less of the Korean War, you know? Yeah, I, I'm the same. Well, I mean, as an outsider, you could think like, okay, did we win or lose? Because we have two Koreas. Is that a victory or a, like, defeat? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, so do we contribute to the South Korea existing or to North Korea? Because one is like a, yay, one is like, is that, uh, we don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Only if Mark were here, he'd be able to tell us all about it. Yeah, the problem, like, what led to the Korean War, he's like, when it comes to, like, world history, he's, he's like, he the He loves rant. history. He just watches history documentaries all the time. That's why he's always got something to say. Well, my favorite was the Hitler channel when we used to have cable. You know, it has that golden um, yellow H for Hitler, but it's, like, uh, the, the history channel. Because you tune into it, and, like, 80% is, yeah, you know. Yeah, well, um, there are several, like, YouTube series out there. He watches a lot of, All of uh, history <laughs> YouTube series and you know the second world war was you know both world wars really were such huge things they usually focus in on one or the other it is such a big like kind of seismic shift for uh, the world that's why yeah. world war it like it, it effectively changed you know wasn't through one of them how we lost like countries like Czechoslovakia and stuff or no I'm sure Mark would be able to tell you, but yeah. I, I think that's I think, the Cold War. But it's all relative because it's, you know, it br- branched off. Because, two. like, at, I know at the end of the Second World War, I don't know if they did it at the end of the First World War, the um, the Allies or something like that. Uh, all, all, Axis of Evil and the Yeah, not Allies. not the Axis, the Allies. Bopping ah! <laughs> well, my mic around. I don't know if they the, were. The other were... ones, but they got, all the leaders got together to basically... Divvy carve, up, the, yeah. yeah, carve up yeah. the lands. Mine, yeah. they're like yeah. mine. Mm-hmm. They they started putting post-it notes on everything, yeah. like mine. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, um, Winston Churchill walks into you know, this is how bad my history. I know more that it was Winston Churchill than who was the U.S. president. I think it was two of them, but I don't remember. Um, Roosevelt, I don't know. But so it, it, um, 
Yeah, when they start divvying up, you know, Winston Churchill walks into, like, the war room, and there's a map with, like, a giant poster that says USA, like, over uh, France. And then Winston's like, whoa, 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 well, hold the fuck. That yeah, there? yeah. That, that's technically mine. <laughs> yeah. Hey, 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 Roosevelt, you accidentally put your name, your post-it on my, on my country. Like, did I? <laughs> Does that look like... And then, and then you see the guy walking in. Well, with we the already took a picture of it, so. Yeah, so it stays. And it takes five weeks to develop a picture, and we're not doing it again. <laughs> 1930-something, by the way. But anyway, back to uh, what you were saying about. Oh, yeah, um, so if I finished my pitch, well, so, uh, you know, a lot of times the history way is neglected. And, and I like those on PBS. I think they have, like, um, Vietnam. Famously, Ken Burns has one, but Ken Burns oh, is yeah. very... There's like 18 parts to it, right? Like I know, but you learn so much. Yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those few things. Like it, it's so, I don't know. I guess long-winded is a negative uh, comment, but like, world Ken Burns makes these movies that are like so sweeping. You watch an hour, you know, you carve out like say if you binge watch three hours of your day in a row, and then you look outside and all of a sudden you got like beard on your face. You're like, what happened? Like you have no clue. <laughs> You've lost 10 pounds because you haven't been eating, and you're like, what the fuck happened? But this is just very enthralling. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the way. Like, you know, he spends like one episode on like um, how they got the buttons for the the Allied costumes or mm-hmm. uniforms, and you're sitting there watching like, holy shit, Hugo Boss made the the Nazi uniforms, you know? Which is like that's one of my favorite trivia's. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to trash fashion, like. Hugo Boss, oh, yeah. fuck Hugo Boss, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, go back and, and make them for your, the Nazis. And there's like, somebody shows up <laughs> make like... your uniforms for your Nazis. Yeah, for your Nazi <laughs> girlfriends. Why don't you marry them? <laughs> but then somebody ships me, like, a Nazi uniform in my size. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Because you have, like, the the, the those black leather boots and, you know, the... That, even that sash, right? It has like that leather strap that goes across the, the chest. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and so you got the SS, which is like it's like super soldiers. Like no, they're super fucking soldiers. evil. Yeah, they're super soldiers. <laughs> so anyway, um, going this, this do not play this for your grandpa because it's like the worst sort of pitch. Like, <laughs> all right, so speaking of Nazis, let's Nazis, talk about your grandpa yeah. and your grandpa. Like that commie son of a bitch. But, uh, but, but I have a ton of respect for military, especially you know I, I was in the military, but I never deployed. Even though I should just, I should get an award because I was on the main streets of Stockton. And this yeah. is like mid-2000 where I always used to joke with our fellow soldiers because our weapons were like 20 minutes away um, in, in the armory. So if, if you know push came to shove in war, I already knew immediately I was going to hop in one of the Humvees and just run over people. Because <laughs> I, I swear to God, that was my strategy because you have this lock inside it mm-hmm. so they can't murder you. So and, you know we have the top turret. But it's sealed off because, like, duh, there's no sentry guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so immediately, I, you know, you'd hear, like, about a shooting in Stockton or, or after drill because, you know, we, we stay in Stockton for the weekends a lot of times. Uh, Friday night and Saturday night. So a lot of times, like, Saturday night, I go out to, like, a restaurant or something. Don't worry. I'm flicking it, too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can't hear that. It's very bad. I'm going to block it on the mind. Um, but immediately, you know, when I took my driving test on the streets of Stockton and you'd see, like, some maniac. You'd see, a, a, like, three guys standing around, like, you know, the, the stereotypical uh, urban car or whatever. And you can see, like, bulges out their pockets. And I'm like, I'm not, I know they're not all that well hung, so you know that. Or or that, or it's, you know, positioned, like, awkwardly on the side of their bodies. But you can tell, like, these guys got way better weapons than the military has. And mm-hmm. hopefully they don't know that because yeah. <laughs> if they came in the armory, they could, like, take us down. And, and I, see, my um, MOS, which was my job, my military job, was a, ca- a camo. 
So I was radio, but we didn't even have our radio. So if we got like pinned down, I wouldn't even be able to fight. I wouldn't you even be able to radio. Get up and start yelling. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, just stand, just stand on top of the the um, inactive Humvee and just yelling like, "We're being murdered here by the Stockton guys." Say he was in the police, are like you're on your own, buddy. <laughs> like we're out of here. The police are like, okay, we'll call on the National Guard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? That's funny because you know how the, the steel like Chief Wiggum is like, call nine one one. What's the number for nine one one? So this way, the cops are like the ones, quick, call in the National Guard. And then I'm standing next to him like, fuck that. The, the, the line's disconnected, you know? <laughs> Beep, the number you're trying to reach is no longer in service. They're like, dude, we're just, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, I want to do like a documentary, you know, and I, I'd even be willing to like push our current project aside for this because, you know, you grow Because to me, that one is way more easier because we kind of come up with sort of questions to kind of get them talking and you're the interviewer, so that's the way mm-hmm. he feels more. At best, I'm the camera guy, and I'm just kind of in the, in the shadow, just to make sure that the quality is perfect. Because if I'm in behind the scenes, then more of my energy is not being sort of a section for like you're doing the interview stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I said, it's not going to be like we're going to have you know your 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 typical interview where there's like a guy with cue cards in the back, and there's mm-hmm. there's somebody with the brush ready to like start combing your grandpa's hair <laughs> the minute we start. Like none of that bullshit. Like no, I, no, no. I I want I, I like the nitty gritty. I want all the ugliness. I want to hear how many times he had to like dig his own latrine. That's the kind of stuff that interests <laughs> me for sure. It's... Latrine is bathroom, by the way, for all you non-military folk. <laughs> I'm not sure how. Um... I mean, I, I've been doing, you know, the, that project where I've been sitting down with my, both my grandparents to get their life story just to, you know, my, my original idea was to do a memoir for them, but, you know, figured you'd just be easier to interview them on video and distribute it to family and that way they don't have to read. Well, whereas I love reading, not everyone does. So even then, you know, like. It's not like me. This is what's kind of funny. Like, on the projects, you kind of have to have that idea of, like, what other people are, you know, it's possible that other people are going to, like, I don't want to say, I'm definitely not want to talk about stuff like pride, but it's one of those either you're proud or you have to be comfortable with putting yourself out there. And that's... Yeah, yeah. And the, I kind of, when I was, I started out with my grandma getting her to tell me her her life story, talk about her childhood and you know, t- uh, early 20s and all that stuff. Everything you don't know about either because yeah. Yeah, you weren't yeah, there cause, or whatever. Well, when I first pitched this idea to my grandparents, probably like, oh, she's like two years ago. Yeah. Um, It kind of got put on the back burner because it, it turned into, yeah, we should do that. And that that's N- never went. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, So um, or, or like that classic, like, oh, that's a good idea, and then just yeah. whatever. Well, well, when I pitched it to them, my grandma was like, she was all about it. She was like, oh, yeah, you know, because, you know, there was so much that, you know, the kids and don't a lot of people don't know about me because I never really talked about myself. No one asked me, yeah. And so she was all excited about it. But my grandpa seemed a little bit more reserved about it. I think there are some things that happened while he was deployed. He does he's not comfortable talking about. Well, well that's and see, and that's the thing, like, hopefully you feel this way because that's um, one of my core components of like my show it doesn't matter what i 
talk to, to you about and that's what you know we usually go 90% of the time we we, we kind of know what we're talking about right like mm-hmm. we kind of we've agreed upon but I'm never gonna spring on you like hey Beth remember that time where you where you you got that money out of the, the cash drawer like don't worry we can't be the statute of limitations is over so mm-hmm. now would you confess like that time that 20 was missing I know it was you you know I don't want to <laughs> springboard because yeah I'm not trying to Jerry Springer or Gerardo Rivera this bullshit you know where it's like <laughs> ha gotcha I, I like to me that's why I feel like I was able to take our conversations, conversation with my sister, and like publicize it because we get comfortable. That's why I like to mm-hmm. cut out people's name. We use nicknames or whatever because I want you guys to be comfortable. Like I get nothing out of it by being like, oh, they feel like cornered, so they're gonna answer just mm-hmm. to get out. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as we, we're done recording, because any show I've ever done, even from the first one we've done, anybody could turn around and say like, hey, I don't like that. Can you take that off? And I wouldn't even hesitate, especially mm-hmm. the older ones. Like, well, fucking, I only listen to them anyway. But <laughs> like to me, it, it's more important the the people talking instead of like trying to get the ratings like you know i get like 12 people you know like i don't care like i'm not like chasing ratings but like from the 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 feedback i've gotten is what's great because we get a lot of and this is kind of what this today was going to be it's like a minimum i'm i'm really excited about the the health ones because like mm-hmm. i keep my silly humor and talk about simpsoms and you know you, you silly like uh bestiality mode or whatever because you know what? People talk about beast mode. I, yeah. I made all that up. But <laughs> right. well, they do talk about beast mode. Bestiality mode, I mean, I'm sure it's a thing. Uh, Google, uh, Google at your own discretion. But You can't see that I'm just smiling, not even. Hmm. Well, I'm looking at your phone. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was looking you at look, phone. You look, you're looking at your phone so you can do like, oh, hey, my mom's calling me. I got to go. You know, like, uh, so that, yeah, so that's what I want to do with your, like, whatever your uncle doesn't want to, or your uncle, your grandpa doesn't want to talk about, it's immediately gone. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like we're going to pressure him, like, hey, let's bring it back because, mm-hmm. Uh, like I think what what works good for our my projects the way I sort of handle them it's like it starts out like this um you know wide and then you whittle it down and you condense and you get like a solid like I've never been upset about our our sort of our work of anything from you and me my sisters like everything at the end of the day I I'm proud of it or I enjoy it because I'm able to whittle away so much of it and at the end I still get at the at the worst I get like a nice appetizer you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So like forty minutes, thirty minutes, like that's kind of what. Look, we've done thirteen minutes of what? Like it's it's fun, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. cutting all this out because I want people to think I'm a humble. I call it humble brag, you know. Like, <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn, but tooty toot, toot mother toot. sucker. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's something. You know, I'd have to see. You know, I was, go- I was going to see. Sell it to him in a proper way. Yeah, I was going to think. You know, maybe I'll because when I re- approach them again to you know get this going and actually recording after your grandma because you did no before my grandma when i told them you know i want to do this we talked about it before but now i actually want to do it yeah no seriously and they're like well we don't know what to talk about you know we need to sit and think about what kind of stories we want to want to tell and i was like well if i'm gonna wait on that it's never gonna get done so i told them like we'll tell you what i'll Write down like interview questions for them to read over for them to respond to. Oh, okay. Of what I've known about their lives, like you know, tell this story or tell fill in the blanks. You got like little questions, you know, like little things that I didn't know about. You know, like you know, where exactly were you born? You know, where did you go to school? How long did you stay here? Where did you grow up? Stuff like that. You know, because you know, like before you came into their life, you know, a little bit of it. Probably more from like your, I, I keep forgetting, but your mom's side or your dad's side? Mom. Your mom's side. So 
you know more from like your mom's told you, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, I'm guilty of that, too, where you have a certain um, impression of them because of what you've heard. And then you talk to them and they're like, no, your mom was always complaining about that. But like I was never as harsh as, as I was to her, you know, because, you know, it's just it's just normal how parents are. Well, I mean, you know, growing up with your grandparents, they're always, you know, pains in the ass. I'm just no, kidding. I no. didn't grow well, up. Well, mine yeah, were always didn't grow sweet up. as can be. <laughs> but, um, you know, you never really think about the hardships they've gone through in their life. And my senior year of high school, I had to um, retake world history because my credits got messed up in the previous year. So it's like something you take as a sophomore, but I had to take it as a senior. Oh. But um, one of our assignments was to interview a veteran or somebody who was involved with or affected by the vietnam war because we were talking oh, about the vietnam war specifically the vietnam war yes that's, yeah that's cool because yes, that's what we were learning about at the time so at first my you know i told my mom about it and i didn't know my at that point that my grandfather was deployed to vietnam and did you know he was military you yeah. Should, yeah you probably yeah. yeah he was a career marine <laughs> oh he, yeah. i think he was in the military for like 25 27 years something like so that. he retired in the military right he i think 25 years is he took a slightly earlier retirement because they're about to deploy him again wow at, his, at the end of his like at the very end of his his you know contract military yeah and they're like well if you can get your early retirement in before this date and have it approved you don't have to go but otherwise you're, you're going, going yeah overseas again so he was like busting his ass trying to get all that paperwork and everything in just, and he got it in there just in the nick of time. And <laughs> like, like his, ba- he's carrying his bag and the guy's like, no, no, step out of line. Like right as he's on the <laughs> boat or whatever. And so. Well, like I get this mental image of him running with a piece of paper and saying, wait, wait, yeah. wait. <laughs> and then they're like, hey, I'm going to call him Abe because of course, like uh, Abe Simpson. But, <laughs> but, and, and he's sitting there like, um, you know, he's running to the boat and then they're like. And he's like, he throws it at him and runs away. And then like, Abe, don't you want your your gear back? Like, f that. Like, you guys could keep it. You know? <laughs> I don't need it. Yeah, anymore. I don't need that no more. I'm a civilian, you know. But anyway, um, so I, I was talking to my mom about this assignment, and she told me that my grandfather was deployed in Vietnam. So my first, she was like, you know, you should, you know, interview him. Yeah. It'd be a lot easier than having to go to a veteran center and find some stranger. Get some like. Get some different old people smell. Cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that's mean. Mm. That's probably mean, but... I but, like you that. know, um, where I was at the time, I wasn't as close with my grandparents as I am now. Oh, um, okay. So I ended up interviewing my mom because she was affected by it because he was deployed. Oh, okay. So I got her side of the story, you know. So you took the easy route. You're like, I don't yeah. want to go to my parents' <laughs> house. Like, I'm in your house. Just you talk to yeah, me. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, you're over there. I mean, yeah, yeah have to walk across the house like, like you have to interview you have to interview her but you just give her the list of questions like just answer these for me you know mm-hmm. I mean? <laughs> but um yeah she told me some stories of things that happened to my grandpa while he was deployed it's like i came out of that interview with like a lot more respect for my yeah. grandpa so yeah. there's a lot i'd like to know about but you know from some of the things she's told me it's like i can totally see him not being comfortable talking about that but it's really a bridge we have to cross when we get there because sometimes he will tell us a lot of stories about what happened you know hijinks mostly yeah. of what happened while he was in the military trying to stay sane i mean you're trying to like you know yeah kind of ignore not this is the thing when you hear about the horrors of war it's not so much necessarily exactly like where you see the horrors because i've watched the movies and so much of that 
it's very visceral, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you, you mm-hmm. talk to interviewers or, you you know, people that they consulted and they're like, yeah, actually it was like worse than that. And you're just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. it makes you kind of like, uh, at least from my perspective, like much more like, um, much more respect for them. Because, you know, classically, Vietnam is the war we lost mm-hmm. and, you know, infamously. I we mean, shouldn't have been there in the first place, yada, 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 all the And, and that's where, like, the, the pride of my, the military, <laughs> yeah, damn hippies. But they're the ones trying to put flowers into the barrels, like, do you think that's going to work, dumbass? <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's from. That's funny. That's from an episode of Simpsons where Homer tries to become a hippie. He ends up putting a flower in the barrel of a gun. They shoot the gun. The flower gets lodged in his head. Oh, shit. He's like, Dr. Hibbert, can't you just pull it out? Because, like, I'm a doctor, not a gardener. Not a gardener. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep the but, Simpson but, reference going. Yeah. But, well, how about we do this? Like, you know, I'm just spitballing because I think it's a, it's a really dope idea. And that's why. I mean, I, I'm for it. I I would love to do something like that and really get to. Well, one of the, one of the big aspects, too, is, like, if, if definitely if he's not comfortable, like, being sort of, like, almost, you know, a featured artist, you know, because he's going to be, like, at the spotlight of it. Well, we could do a thing where we tirelessly edit it for like a year or something mm-hmm. until he gets comfortable with it. And of course we give him like the full like screen, like any scene, any line, any like fart noise you want me to remove, like just tell me, you know, <laughs> but of course like I'll replace it with like a kazoo or something, or it'd be like a, it'd be, um, what's that? Like the little spinning with that. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the fan whistle. <laughs> yeah. The fan whistle. Yeah. Every, every like fart will be a fan whistle. So like it'll be all quiet and you just hear, and then and you just hear a grandpa like, you know that wasn't me. Those last five times, and I go like, yeah, it was probably me. I like the camera guy just pop in. Yeah, it was me, Tony. To be honest, it, it's funny because whenever my grandpa burps, he makes his sound, and we used to make fun of him as kids. Say, you're a horse. You go. Oh, like the neigh? Yeah, the horse neigh. Yeah, so he doesn't burp. He just goes. So it's, it's, it's like that classic where like they say you know if you're in an elevator and then like, it like was the, you. yeah yeah <laughs> like, or like you fart real loud and so you go like uh, man who the hell was that and it's like there's only two of us here you know it's like process of elimination it's like and then you just kind of look quiet and you're like do you believe in ghosts <laughs> so no that'd be cool but, uh, yeah i think it'd be cool it's all a matter of what he's comfortable talking about because i know humor is kind of his um defense mechanism yes well and i mean that's us so if anything we'd be sitting there doing like fart jokes for an hour and a half you know it's like he i think he's a little iffy about talking about when he was in the military because um when you know i i interviewed my grandma he was there to help fill in the blanks and talk about like you know when they were courting (laughs) so there was a lot of she's a lion (laughs) no nothing like that but um but I said, okay, you know, you know, Papa, you're next. And he's like, well, I don't know. Tell my story. Everyone's going to cry. I was like, that's what I want. Yo, yeah, <laughs> I want the waterworks, re- I want yeah. real, what really happened. I, I want to show this to Barbara Walters and have her teared up and be like, I wish I, I, I made something this beautiful. I'm like, that's fucking right, Barbara Walters. Mm-hmm. You're a hack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want Barbara Hall- Walters to, like, throw her career away just like, fuck, this is too beautiful. This is what I've been working for my whole life and this amateur assholes did it in like one weekend like that's fucking right man but because also i will say this though if you if you're interviewing my grandpa you'll have to watch the swears oh okay then for sure beth is the interviewer let's go back to the original plan my grandpa my grandpa might think it's funny to a point but my grandma will have a heart attack oh no man (laughs) there's a little story involving my grandparents they're so sweet but Okay, well, um, well uh, save that. We're, we're going to f- do that if we're like 22, three minutes in. Okay. So let me just kind of like wrap it up and then you finish with that story. Okay. 
Um, damn it, I forgot where I was going. Okay, give me five <laughs> seconds plus five more. Well, okay. Oh, so so what we'll do uh, and with CMAC too, because that's where I have where tons of um, connections to like different people and equipment and military stuff. Basically, I want to like. I've just by stumbling around, you see people with hats, and ninety nine percent of the time they're legit like military mm-hmm. guys, you know. So nobody's really trying to like pose as one, which is awful because like I just even me as as I train and I, I never left the, the shores of of uh, USA, but like I have so much respect and pride for like the military, especially even if one if you're drafted because you're basically like you're fucking fighting regardless. You're like okay, but you know I was a cobbler in my former life. Like yeah, now you're a sniper. Like <laughs> a what now? And and then um, especially like people that lost the war, you know, or, or that got like because the people didn't lose the war, right? The government lost the war, or right. the politics, or the or, and that's the thing. Whenever they say like, "Hey, we're gonna go fight in Iraq," and us as the soldiers are like, "Okay," like we don't have a say in it. You know, you can sit, right, right. you can sit there and shoot your foot off or something. But it, it, I don't want to say that's cowardly because we all have our our different levels of uh, of uh, strength and, and you know our own demons to fight. But it's definitely like you know what you're getting into when you sign for the military or mm-hmm. when you're assigned to it or whatever. And to me, it's a real source of pride. And for somebody like when they join the military. If you join the military for ulterior motives, that's what bugs me, and you see it all the time. You read oh yeah, a lot of a lot of guys for join the, the military for the college, yeah, or the healthcare. Well, or see, something. I no, yeah, I didn't go into for the college, but I used that to my advantage when I got out or when I was in there. You know, mm-hmm. I make the most of it. And last thought, um, so uh, to kind of do as much as we can to put your your grandpa at ease. Mm-hmm. I guess I can't stop the swearing, so you're do the interviewing. <laughs> but what we could do is, like I said, um, scale it back. We could just come up with like a like a long, long list of questions we'd like or you'd like to know. Mm-hmm. And you know, if, if there are similarity ones, then we'll just you know group them. But we'll do like a list of questions and sort of have him see if he authorizes them. Like if oh, like let him look it over first. Yeah, like this is roughly our train of thought. And of course, because I, you know I, I'm a storyteller, I want it to be a certain narrative. Like I don't want to hear about him you know, digging his first foxhole, and then he talks about, like, um, him playing with his BB rifle, or, like, how he was the inspiration for A Christmas Story. You know, I don't want to go like that. Like, well, <laughs> You say that uh, jokingly, but my mom's family is the actual stereotype. embodiment of the Christmas Story cat. <laughs> well, see, I just, now I just added a whole new element to, like, this the, the thing. So that's what I want to do is, like I say, scale it back. But I'm sure the, the veteran guy would be great. Um, from the school, the counselor. And so I feel like just the, the, the interest is immediately there because in the, we did this. So I was in the veterans committee for Fresno city. And so we did a lot of research and so as big as Fresno is right, we have a huge population of retired acting military. We have a big base of, uh, shields and, and, um, Clovis, there's a big, uh, that's mm-hmm. a National Guard base there because I, I, I went there a couple of times. We have the Lemoore base, which mm-hmm. is huge, and that's usually where your, yeah. your grandpa is associated with. Yeah, roughly. I got to take them there next week. <laughs> um, thanks for ruining this, this this fun chat. But so, I meant for me, don't think like I'm no, trying sorry. to like diss you. Yeah, it's <laughs> like I'm telling me, like, okay, thanks, Tony, for like you know, de- derailing this, this pleasant chat. But so we'll do a list for them. But I know there's a big interest. Oh, so when I, we're doing the research, in Reedley, you know how tiny Reedley is. Oh, yeah. Their little tiny college has a, a, a much more, like, beautiful, at the, even at that time, a veteran center than we did. Oh, really? For a population, they have, like, a, I'm just spitballing, but, like, a 3% veterans 
um, enrollment, and their their veteran center is much better than Fresno City, which it's is like thirty some percent. They have for it. Yeah, the 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 either whoever you know runs the school, whatever. So anyway, stuff like that makes me like really like puzzled. I mean, imagine doing like a screen at at Lemoore. That'd be like rad, you know, if I could mm-hmm. do some do a nice sh- photo op of him on a battleship or something. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Or do like my bad Photoshop where I have his little his little like a person standing on the on the bow mm-hmm. of the battleship, and then it, it like teleports to like the right next to it and then it you know trans transpires to like that's him that's him Where, where's he standing oh i didn't read the whole thing oh it i think he was, is somewhere in north uh south carolina or something like that somewhere back east where he trained or what no he he oh. was visiting my grandma at the time but it's a picture of my grandpa in 1952 standing next to like standing it looks next, like a rock slide yeah, that it's in it's in a park i found this picture on their table one day and i just took a picture of it and he's got his u.s marine shirt and his perfectly positioned and pressed pants and got the right number of yeah. creases on his pants yeah <laughs> he's looking all dapper yeah he's got his hands on his hip or like yeah. he, you know what you 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 put a, a cape behind him and that's totally a superman yeah, pose yeah. he's got the superman his pose, chest pu- he's sticking out and and to me that picture for those three seconds i saw he's basically like standing up to that rock like yeah. that giant rock is sticking out of the 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 side of that hill or mountain and he's kind of like like you, you don't want a piece of this, and the rock's mm-hmm. like, all right, I respect. He was like the rock was sliding down the mountain and just stopped just short of crushing him because it's like, whoa, 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 fuck <laughs> that, that's a marine, don't fuck with the yeah, marine. you you don't you don't fuck with the marines, no. And, and <laughs> even like when I was training in 2010, when I started, at that time, and I had a cousin years ago, and I I feel like it totally fits it, but the marines have that stereotype of being like just obnoxious assholes, you know. Nowadays, they're, nowadays, like your nowadays, grandpa's time, definitely they know they're elitist. Yeah, and they're they'll tell you it. <laughs> they're, they're I don't know if they call them that way, but in the military, in the army, you know, they're usually called like grunts. Mm-hmm. They're like the, the one. There's the ones you should put in the front to see how many bullets the enemy has. And you're like, ooh, okay, let's not approach from that side. Let's come. Mm-hmm. Let's actually do like what they call the, the specialty, like airborne, so mm-hmm. they parachute in. Um, they're like the elites of the of the armies. Because um, every everyone has like the, their spe- like the navy has the seals, the army has the rangers, the um, well um, the navy has the marines as well. Oh, they do. Yeah, marines is an offshoot of the navy. Oh yeah, I think I do remember that. Like they call them uh, dirt dogs or desert dogs I have or no something. Idea. <laughs> I'm, I got all this from cartoons probably, but yeah. So <laughs> so we could do a list of um, now we're half an hour of course, but we yeah. could do a list of questions and then see you know what your grandpa what, thinks. Yeah, what he's. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> kind of went away for a second. What he's comfortable talking about, and they'll be, you know, we could both put in on it because I'm sure there's a lot of things as a former military person that you would like to know about, you know, what he went through in active deployment and the Vietnam War and whatnot. But there are things that I'd like to know too, just to know about. Yeah, because like fill in the blank. And, and of course, there's a lot of like personal stuff he doesn't want to talk about. Like, I'm not trying to like. It seems don't want to air his dirty laundry. Yeah, right? what he's not comfortable. With, I'm like, I'm. You're definitely not gonna get a. Come on, like, come on, yeah. like, come on, like, fine. I killed a family. Like, whoa, dude. I, I was trying to get like what kind of weird cuisine you ate. Not that you massacred a, a little Vietnamese girl or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> but it's just, it's more like to me the truth is much more exciting than like fiction. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and basically, but, like the main question I really want to know is. How did they like uh, wipe in the jungle? Because just the stories I know from the National Guard, it's he'll probably tell you. As long as, <laughs> as, as long as I don't say shit, then he's probably like, as long as I say yeah. poop or feces, then he'll be okay for, with it. 
right? <laughs> yeah, he'd probably, he, he would probably tell you that. <laughs> okay, and then uh, go, your final story, Beth. Go. Oh, yeah, about, you know, the, you know, profanity around my grandparents. You know, this isn't really military related. It's just kind of something funny that happened. Yeah. My brother was, he, he was living with my grandparents for a short period of time. Which you regret it, probably. <laughs> well, yeah, but, um, like, him and my grandpa were sitting down watching Blazing Saddles. Oh, yeah. The infamous Mel Brooks <laughs> yeah. cowboy movie. And uh, there's a part towards the beginning of the movie, actually, <laughs> where uh, uh, someone tells uh, somebody else to blow it out their ass. <laughs> and my grandpa, my grandma was in the kitchen, which is, you know, a good ways away. And you can hear her across the whole house go, <gasps> And my grandpa is cracking up. <laughs> He heard it and he started laughing, but my grandma nearly had a heart attack just from blow it out your ass. <laughs> so he's like, um, maybe we should turn this off. <laughs> also, didn't even finish the movie? No. Oh, that's funny. Just because of the language in it. But my grandpa was cracking up. He thought it was hilarious. So, I mean, <laughs> no one even even assumed like maybe she was over there and she almost dropped the plate or something? No, in. because I think after she gasped loudly, she said, what did they say? Oh, okay. So it was kind of like... Um, he said, uh, blow it on the grass, Grandma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And my grandpa's like, I think we should turn this off. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, his tolerance is there, but it's, like, his respect for his his, his wife is, like, no, I don't want her to get upset, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Because my dad is Cause totally... My, my grandma was grown up, was raised very... Conservative? Very, yeah. con- very conservatively. A, a foul word never crossed her lips. Well, that's I why... think the, the worst she ever said is, damn. And then, and then she said, like, uh, never the G-damn word, obviously. No, no, yeah. no. I think she said damn once, and it made everyone stop and go, <gasps> Oh, they did. It's did like, she up. is angry. We better go. <laughs> yeah, once you get Nana to that point of, like, she's willing to light profanity, you're in trouble. Yeah. I think, you know, because I think my grandpa was deployed at the time. My One of my uncles was giving her a hard time, and... uh so she, you know, she was parenting by herself and she, yeah. I, she's, they had three kids, my oh, okay. mom and my two uncles. Okay. So, um, like my, one of my uncles was, um, I think it was my old, my oldest uncle was giving her a hard time about something. And she said, you kids make me so damn angry. And my mom, and my other uncle kind of was like, back away, oh, back she, away, she's hitting, slink away. She's hitting like critical mass. Yeah. yeah it's kind of like, we. so that's the farthest she's ever been that's, pushed. That's the worst I've ever heard that she said. So, and it was like, oh my God. It's like, we, you know, now we know where the limit is. Like we know we're like, do not cross that line. Yeah. 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 So yeah, she, she was raised very, very conservatively. And, but my grandpa wasn't, well, he wasn't raised that way. Uh, to begin with as far as i know yeah. but you know also you know being in the military for as long as he was of course he was you have to get a little <laughs> thicker skin yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly i mean did you, he... get, you get yelled and cursed at there by your commanding officers so. just for doing the right thing you <laughs> for know doing the right like, thing, yeah. you fucking moron you're gonna line those rifles up that way again good job soldier and you're like but Shit. when he was when he retired i think he retired um lieutenant no major major Oh, so he wasn't, well, I guess, I think you could, like, transfer over, but he didn't go up, like, the, he was an officer. He didn't go up through, like, um... Well, he started at the bottom. 
and he went up through the ranks. But I mean, like, so you have two sides, right? You have like the act, not the active, but like the the more grunt work, which is like, um, well, see, this is, the Marines is slightly different. They they use the same sort of um, what's it like the 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 scales or whatever, like you know, sergeant and all that. Mm-hmm. But like, so in the army, you have where you go from private. Um, what I end up being like, um, colonel. I think they call him not colonel. Sorry. <laughs> Corporal, corporal slash mm-hmm. specialist. That's what I was when I. And then from specialist, you you um, graduate to uh, sergeant, and then staff sergeant, and sergeant first class, and first sergeant. And so, but somewhere the the paths divert, and you could be like what they call an officer. So you're like um, lieutenant, second lieutenant, and captain, and and that. And so they, those are considered more of like the office worker. Mm-hmm. They're more like the pencil pushers they call because not but, out on the yeah they're not on the battlefield. A lot of times they are, especially Marines. Like if you ever watch older movies, if you look for the bars, those are the captains, and both militaries use that. They just call them different, like something like that. But they're the ones barking out orders. You know, like telling their men, "We need to take that hill," that kind of stuff. Well. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the stereotype for me, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm right or wrong in this regard, but because again, I never uh, deployed and stuff. But usually in the Marines, you have those captains and stuff, or even maybe it was pre-Vietnam or Vietnam and then pre-Vietnam. But they're like in the in the field, like they're sitting there in the foxholes and they're fighting. They're basically at the front line. So mm-hmm. you know, the leaders they lead from the front. So that's why they're right. over there firing. You know, they're not gonna tell you like we gotta take it with this M4 Garin M1 Garin rifle. If they don't know how to fire it, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, soldier, I got a jam. Like, well, what the fuck are you asking me for? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. but like, no, they got to know how to like, you know, it's like, uh, Captain, we're all out of out of bullets. Like, so fucking start swinging your club, you know? Like, you, <laughs> what are you going to quit? You, you damn idiot. Like, it's like, no, you can't go home now because you, you know, de- exhausted yeah, you, all your ammo. Yeah, you don't stand up out of the swamp and just yell to the enemy like, hey, guys, I'm out of bullets, so I got to go home. Like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. see see you later, Phil. You know, tell the wife I said hi. Okay, you're excused. Yeah, you're excused. Like, you know, everyone's like, time out, time out. And everybody stopped firing this guy. Like, he got a hangnail or, like, mm-hmm. no, fuck that. You know? <laughs> he's got an eyelash. Time out. Yeah. <laughs> or he's got a, like one of the napalm or one of the motor, mortar embers is stuck in his shirt. Like, get it out, get it out. You know? <laughs> They have a fark in your hair. Oh, there it is. I was looking for a picture on my mom's Facebook seeing, yeah, what you're talking about. about you, know. you clicked a whole lot of stuff. Did I? Yeah, no. so I don't know what happened. Oh, wait. Ah, no, I lost it. Damn it. Uh, move your phone away because it's buzzing. <laughs> on the, on oh, the sorry. No, my, my sister, Rika the Paprika, did that. Uh, so that'll oh, be well. the... But anyway, it was a picture of my grandpa while he was deployed in Vietnam like, on the front lines. With a bunch of, like, his <laughs> He his He had men? his, you know, his little... His, coffee pot boiling thing on the fire yeah. you know the tents behind them and stuff like that so just to end it where did your grandparents meet like how did they met everybody loves little sappy <laughs> stories but i want to know if there's a deployment story always... no it, it wasn't a all right cut it. no story. i just kidding but, like, but uh just to give you know hope to everyone out there it was on a blind date <laughs> who who set up who or well my my grandma's brother worked with my grandpa Oh, okay. And he had my grandma's brother had the hots for this girl, but she wouldn't want to go out with him by himself. So mm. he's like, "Well, let's arrange a double date." And he asked my he asked my grandma if he would go on a double date with uh, him. A friend it was is. her friend, actually, my grandma's friend. And he's like, so "Go on a date, cool. you know, with me and her, and I'll find a date for you." And she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, that's dope." And so like... he he asked uh, my grandpa who he worked with, and is his friend. He's like, "Will you take my sister on this date so I can take this girl out?" 
Yeah. You know, and they're like, pity fine, date. Yeah. Be like a pity Fine, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's how they, they met. <laughs> yeah, this was pre-YouTube. So, of course, he's like, well, I don't care. Go to the old, um, what do they call it? Like that shit, the, the shake store. What the, the malt shop. The malt shop, yeah. Take them all to the, the malt five shop. And dime. Yeah. You got the guy coming out with the little poodle skirts. Or the guy. The girls coming out with the poodle skirts. Okay, I watched Grease like 20 minutes before we started the show. Okay? So sue me. Well, it was probably, let's see. It's probably uh, late 40s, early 50s. See, and it's, it, you. I joke about it, and probably like 10 years ago, I would have like, with that sort of veneer kind of views that persona of like, oh, who cares? But like, honestly, those sappy stories are like great, even though they're... I think they're... it was 53. Like I remember that that's standing out from when I interviewed my grandma for some reason. So yeah, early 50s. That's like a whole nother series about like their life together because, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's different because, you know, you, you start your life together. So I'm assuming, I'm not mm-hmm. definitely not telling from fucking uh, personal history, yeah. but... I'm assuming is what it is. I'm assuming it's a relationship just like between a man and his depression and anxiety, <laughs> which is the perfect segue because that's what we're doing today. So uh, this is where we'll cut off.